Hey guys, welcome to part two of this podcast. I. Yeah, I know I sound really sad right now, but it's because this is actually the second time I'm recording this. I recorded like everything that I was gonna say, like this entire part two already. But because I think, like, somehow. Like, I tried to, like, when I paused part one, I just pressed pause and I didn't press done in terms of the recording. So, like, it didn't save any of the part two. So the recording is only 41 minutes long when, when I looked at it, when I pressed done after recording part two, the whole thing was one hour, 40 minutes. So I literally talked about, like, everything for one hour and it's gone and that hour was like it was probably the best podcast that I've ever made like I was I don't know like I I forgot that you guys don't even know about this because you know it feels like you guys already know about it because I literally recorded this like just then but yeah like I've been going through a lot of stuff these past couple days like not even a lot just like a lot of small stuff that I've been thinking about and like my mental state has not been great I've just been like really stressed and shit and like I have a lot of thoughts bouncing around my head and so that podcast like when I filmed it it was actually like very it was just like me working out things as it popped up in my head and like voicing it out and like reflecting on it solidifying it and stuff and uh, it was just so good and the main reason that I really like these podcasts hold on a second my iPad screen just like blacked out and I just want to make sure that I'm still recording because I'm literally traumatized from losing that audio okay it's it's still good okay anyways so like uh, I literally talked about this you know, in version one of part two, but I was like, I just think that these episodes, like the ones where I just talk about my feelings and stuff, I feel like that's just like really important for me because like years down the track when, you know, I'm in a completely different stage in my life, I want to be able to visit this very like tumultuous chaotic and transformative time in my life and just see what exact thoughts that I was having and what feelings I was feeling I just feel like it'll be really nice to revisit you know revisit these parts of my life almost through these podcasts but that's that's why I'm re-recording this because honestly if it was like any other episode if it was just me doing like a fun podcast where it's like oh like telling funny stories or like doing online quizzes I would not bother re-recording it I would just be like yeah it's gone whatever like <laughs> just record another episode some other time but like I really want to kind of document these thoughts even though I've already, you know, obviously filmed this, so I've kind of already hashed out my thoughts, already reflected upon it, and I've told the same stories, like, three times now, almost, because 
I called Cindy Louisa and then I called Luciana and so I've been talking about the same things like basically all day but here we are again there's no use complaining about it what's gone is gone so uh, let's just uh, I'm so, I don't want to do it anymore it's like 12 at night and I'm tired but no, we got to do this and we got to do this today. Because if I don't do it today, I'm not going to have the same, like, like mental... I'm not going to be in the same, like, mental arena almost. So it's going to be different. And I really want to capture it from today. So, okay, let's start back from the beginning. <sighs> yes, so part two of this podcast is, like kind of a crisis about my being right like my character and stuff and uh, okay so basically I told my mom that I'm going to New York and she did not take it well the whole reason why why I didn't want to tell her was because I kind of knew that she wasn't going to take it well And so I've procrastinated on it for so long. And prior to telling her this beforehand, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to like, I like didn't know what I was going to do, but I was pretty sure I was going to like lie about it in some way or another. I was like, okay, I'm either going to lie about the fact that I am going alone and like tell her that I'm either going uni on some like two week exchange program or just tell her that I'm going with like friends or I'm gonna like lie about the fact that I'm going to New York and just say that I'm going like somewhere closer like in Australia or like New Zealand or something right like I just was so certain that I was gonna lie about it but I don't know today I ended up just telling her like the truth that I'm going to New York by myself for two weeks just for fun and she really didn't take it well and she was like really upset like she was she cried and yeah like obviously I feel really bad about it but I I tried to reason with her I told her what I was thinking and why I wanted to go and her main qualm about it was that she just like didn't want me to go by myself which like I completely agree like it's like New York is very chaotic and like dangerous right now and like with COVID and everything and especially because I'm like a girl traveling by myself like it's definitely dangerous and I definitely get that so I like told her like I'm going to be careful obviously like I'm not gonna go out at night and I'm just gonna go to places with a lot of people And I mean that, like I truly mean that because I really am not interested in going to the clubs and the bars and really participating in the nightlife. Like I don't really care too much about that. Like all I really want to do is like go to the museums, walk around, go to the thrift stores, the flea markets, that kind of stuff, right? Just daytime activities. That's really all I want to do. And I told her that, I told her all of that and, you know, it's just said that I'd be careful and she was still really worried and she said you know like people get kidnapped and stuff and i'm like yeah like 
I agree. Like, if anything happens to me, right? Like, it's hard for anyone to know because it's so far away. But, like, we agreed that we would call. Like, I would call her every day or, like, I'd send her a text every day. So, like, she knew that at least I was safe, right? And that was kind of that. And then she, but she was, like, like, I... I did reason with her and I told her all of this stuff, but like obviously it's kind of like I'm coming from a place of logic, but she's coming from a place of emotion. She was just, she was obviously still feeling all the emotions and stuff and she was still really worried. And then I was like, so like, does that mean you never want me to go on a trip by myself ever in my life? And she's, she was like, no, obviously not. But like, like if you're more experienced and when you like know more stuff and I said well I well I did a practice run basically for when I went to New Zealand by myself like two years ago I think I went to New Zealand by myself for one week and you know New Zealand is obviously a lot closer to Australia than New York and it's somewhere that I've been before and I more or less even though, like, you know, I lived there a long time ago, but I still kind of know how everything works, where everything is, all that stuff, right? So it was a lot, like, safer of an option, I guess. And I went for a short amount of time. I went for one week instead of two. So, like, I did kind of gain some experiences. Obviously, I still don't know everything. Like, I'm not, like, a professional solo traveler or whatever, but I, like, I I've only, I'm only going to New York now because I know that I've already been to New Zealand and I can do it and I kind of know what to expect and stuff. So I do have a little bit of experience in that sense. And I can tell that that point kind of like set with her. Like she kind of understood that. Obviously she was still like very, very upset, right? And then there was like quite a long break in the conversation like we paused for a long time and then she was like still crying but then she composed herself and she said well I know I can't stop you from going because before like prior to this prior to the whole pause she was like okay if I ask you not to go will you not go and I said no and then so she was like okay well at the end of the conversation she said okay well I can't stop you from going. The most I can do is, like, try to convince you to bring someone, right? And I was like, yeah, okay, I know. I'll think about it. So then we went our separate ways. And basically, I'm trying to remember if I forgot anything. Because I feel like the second time around, I'm, like, blasting through this story. But, like, the first time, I was like, it took a long time. I, I, I'm like sorry for being so like complaining about this but I, I genuinely am really sad that I lost that whole portion of the recording anyways life goes on so yeah we went our separate ways and I went up to my room and I called Cindy and Louisa just to like uh, kind of get their opinion right because in my perspective, 
there's only really one option and that option is to tell her that I'm going with someone but actually go by myself because if I really did go with someone like logistics logistics aside booking a plane ticket to New York now for two months in advance would be like hellish right and there'd be no accommodation whatever logistics aside even if everything worked out someone wanted to come and they were able to come I still wouldn't want that to happen like I would feel like I almost cheated myself if I went with someone because the whole point of me going to New York is to go by myself solo travel and have time to kind of remove myself from my current situation like get away from everything in my life right now so I could have like the space and the time to really reflect on you know everything that's happening around me my thoughts like my 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 place I, I guess I don't know like just to have some time away would be good for me mentally I think and if I were to go with someone it wouldn't really be like that it would just be me hanging out with someone but like in New York and like that is fun like I'm not saying that's not fun I'm not saying that like I don't like to go traveling with other people because I don't like my friends or whatever like I do but it's just not what I need right now in my life right like right now in my life I I think it's like necessary like I need to go like somewhere by myself and just think right so if I really did go with myself I would feel like I cheated myself almost and I would I just wouldn't be happy about it so that's really the only option right so then I called Sydney and Louisa just to like you know get their opinion on stuff and we had a long talk about some other stuff which I'll get into a little bit later but my conclusion from that conversation is that I am going to tell her the truth and the main thing that really like stuck from me oh my god I just realized uh, in the when I first recorded this episode I gave Cindy Louisa uh, like a really long shout out because Cindy really wanted a shout out because she was really offended that last episode I said that only Ashley and Amanda listened to this podcast when you know Cindy Louisa are very avid listeners as well so yes thank you Cindy Louisa for always tuning in and listening to my problems and giving me good advice and what else did I shout them out for I can't remember but yeah hello if you're not if you're listening hello for when you're listening because you know very loyal fans of the show thank you very much anyways shout out over (laughs) okay so the main thing that louisa said that really like sent in for me was she said let me pull this off from my nose again she said Like, I dropped out of uni to live my life more authentically and how I want to live, right? Like, to be more true to my own character. So why would I continue to lie? And, yeah, like, I completely, completely, completely agree. Because, like, me opening up and telling my mom that I'm going to New York is kind of, like, a big step for me. Because, like... Our relationship is not the best. I 
it's to the point where like I really don't even like we don't communicate at all even if we have like a conversation if it's just like a back and forth like two or three times like my mom says something I say something she says something I say something she says something I say something even something like that just two to three lines each of us I I count that to be like a very successful conversation and like a very very good encounter and like a very very good day in terms of our relationship right which you know I don't think is very normal and I don't want that to go on anymore and the reason that that is like that or at least I'm like that is because like I just always feel like they control everything and have the upper hand let me recount a dream for you that I had I think two days ago that kind of sums up this situation perfectly so basically in this dream I'm like on my work I mean (laughs) on my computer doing some work about this like ship right so there's a ship out at sea that my uncle is on and Lachlan Sue for some reason is on so I'm like doing some work from home on my computer about this ship and I recognize that there's some sort of like anomaly either like under the ship or on the ship or something right so I'm like following protocols like filling out forms and like doing all this stuff to try to notify the people on the ship that something is wrong and uh, like right at that moment Lachlan Sue sends me a message and it's like oh some flowers right and I'm like oh very nice flowers very cute and then he was like oh it's for a funeral and I'm like oh like I'm very sorry to hear that like for a sailor and he's like yeah like a sailor has died and I'm like oh my god I'm so sorry to hear that like you know, just a bad situation, like, very sorry, and then we, like, talked a little bit, right, and then I was, like, wait a second, if I'm, like, talking to Lachlan right now, who's on this ship, I feel like I should tell him about this anomaly right now, because it's quite, like, a pressing, urgent matter, like, it's quite dangerous, right, like, why would I be going through all this protocol just to have them hear about it delayed, where I can tell him about it now, So I told him about, you know, the problem. And he was like, okay, cool. And then that was the end of that conversation, right? So I was like, okay, yes, my job is done. I told the ship there's a problem. I can sit back. So I sit back and like, yeah, this first part of the dream seems kind of like unrelated, but it kind of sets the tone for the second part of the dream. So in this second part of the dream, I'm like sitting in my room And then my mom comes in and she's like, oh my God, that ship that your uncle is on, there's a problem. There's a spider on it. And I'm like, oh shit, there's a spider on it. Fuck. And like, at this point you might be like, like, what do you mean? There's a spider. Like, but like, it's like, (laughs) like, because in the first part of the dream, like there was a problem and you know, it was very dramatic and I was very panicked. That residual kind of stress lingered over to the second part of the dream. So I was like, oh shit a spider that's you know so serious right like i don't know if explicitly the spider was the anomaly like i don't really know but anyways the spider on the ship was a very 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 big deal right and then 
I was like, oh shit, there's a spider. Like, what can I do to help? And then my mom was like, we need your bean bags to help trap the spider. We're going to ship it over to, you know, the ship. And then I was like, um, like that, 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 like number one, that makes no sense. Why my belongings? Like, why can't you go to the store and buy something? And number two, why the bean bags? Like, I feel like wouldn't like a rolled up piece of newspaper be better or like, you know, a fly sweater? Like, why the bean bags? But then my mom was like, no, like we need the bean bags. It has to be the bean bags. And then I was like, but like, if you use a bean bag to trap it and like, you know, have the spider in the bean bags, like there's no lining or anything. So it's just gonna be a loose spider in the beans, in my bean bags that I sit on every day. And she's like, yeah, yeah, but we need it. It's like for the greater good, it's for the mission or whatever. And then I was like, okay, like, uh, like, but I really don't want to because like, I really like these bean bags and I don't want a spider in it. And they're like, you know, a gift from Sydney and Louisa and I sit on them every day. I just don't want that. I don't want a spider in it. And it's very, very unreasonable. Like if it was like this it doesn't seem worth the sacrifice right like just it's it's not a very good solution in my opinion and so I was like saying all this stuff to her but my mom just wouldn't listen like in the dream like she just wouldn't listen to reason she like was kept insisting no 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 it has to be the beanbags and it got to the point where I was like very very frustrated I felt like like, I had no control. I was helpless. I All I could do was, like, physically hold onto the beanbags and try to, like, stop her that way by, like, just, like, physically restraining her, right? And that's basically the gist of the dream. That's where the dream ends. But the thing is, like, I always... Not always, okay, but I occasionally get dreams like that where... Like, my parents really want me to do something and they don't listen to reason. And they, like, force me to do stuff. And all I can do is just kind of, like, scream and yell and cry. And, like, try and stop them. But they don't listen. And I'm, like, I'm helpless. I'm frustrated. I'm upset. It's, like, it's not a reoccurring dream. But I, like... Like, the events are always different. Like, this time it's, like, a spider on a ship. But, like, other times it's, like, they want to rip up all my awards or, like, stuff like that, right? Like, it's stupid shit, but the feeling is exactly the same. And I definitely think that it stems from, like, like, obviously my childhood because I felt like that, like, constantly. Like, I just always felt like I had no control. They were, like, like almost erratic like acting really really different and unreasonable one second and then like kind of back to normal like I I just couldn't reason with them right and then when they get in that kind of mood there's just no way to stop them that's just like I just remember feeling like that all the time and then that's kind of why I've repressed everything from them from then on because, you know, that's just, like, the way I learned to solve that issue, kind of. And I remember watching this Midnight Gospel episode a long time, not a long time ago, very recently, actually, a couple of days ago. It was about 
how when you are a child, the things that you do and the conclusions that you come to like shape you for the rest of your life. And I know that it's a very obvious thing. Like I've known about this for ages. Like everyone, it's like almost a fact of life, right? But I I knew it, but I never understood it or I never kind of accepted it to be truth, kind of. But then the way that they explained it in the episode made a lot of sense to me. Because, well, I don't really really remember exactly what they said, but the main thing was that, the main thing that I took away from it was that when you're like a kid that young, you are basically like an animal, right? You're like subject to your own biological urges. That's all that makes sense. You're like, you know, like a dog being trained because at that point, all you really know are just like uh it's like instincts basically right so it's like a dog being trained if you say sit and they sit and you give them a treat then they associate sitting at the command with a treat and then they like learn to do that right like it becomes like ingrained in them they're programmed to do that almost and like that makes a lot of sense to me and you know, that's when I fully understood that that fact to be true, you know, how, like, when children act a certain way in childhood or, like, when a, you know, when they learn certain things, it sticks with them for life. And that's what stuck with me for life. I kind of, like, associated that feeling, too, with my parents, kind of. It's obviously not as direct. It's not like my parents equals loss of control. But it's like, you know, it's just like a lingering feeling that like has impacted our relationship even to this day. And like, I just, I I don't want that to happen anymore because realistically at this stage in my life, what can they do to physically force me to do anything, right? Like nothing. Like I have my own money I am you know a lot physically stronger now so they can't like physically stop me either so it's like what can they do right like the answer is nothing so I feel like it is about time that I kind of get over that way of thinking right so yeah so yeah I told my mom about the New York thing um what's it i like i keep losing my train of thought tonight i know i know okay i know this is the first time that that i've lost my train of thought but like it happened three or four times when i was recording this episode before but yeah like I, i i think the reason that i'm like i keep forgetting about what i'm saying is because like there's just so many thoughts going on and so many like events and like emotions that are all like interlinked with each other it's not like a linear event it's like this leads to this leads to this but then it goes back to this so i keep like forgetting stuff and like i like forget what i wanted to say and i forget what i was i forget what i wanted to say and i forget what i was going to say and also it's quite late at night so yeah 
Okay, so yeah, basically I came down to the fact that I'm not going to lie to my mom about New York. I'm just going to like sit down with her and just like, you know, talk to her about it. Because like, like I, I, like, I, I really get where she's coming from. But at the same time, like I am not going to be like obviously by her side forever right i'm gonna go out and do my own things and do things that she doesn't like and sooner or later like she will almost have to accept that right i feel like that's just you know the little bird leaving the nest kind of thing and like yeah asian parents are notoriously known for being strict but they can't be like this forever right like i can't i've already i've already like i already know that i can't live my life that that i can't live my life the way that they want me to because i you know i can't do that i'm not happy doing that kind of like with the whole going to uni thing right like i just i can't live my life according to someone else's wishes i'm just not that type of person so the only thing that i can do is like lie about stuff or like hide it from them but even that i don't want to do anymore because you know like i just i just want to be like i i just want to live my life be myself be open and whatever happens happens i feel like that's just a more like a, a more like honorable way of living like a better way of living i don't know that's just but that's just what i want to do right and i feel like it's like kind of helping the main reason that i told my mom that i'm going to new york today is because my dad is covid and i know it doesn't make sense and i know that it's really really bad timing on my part because we just found out that my dad is COVID today because he was feeling a bit sick this morning and took a PCR test. And only this afternoon we came to find out it was positive. So I know like my mom is really stressed about that and like, you know, trying to like just isolate, help my dad isolate, like make him food and like help him fill out the forms to like report the thing. So I know she's already very, very, very stressed about that and like also you know, the health of the family now that someone in the household has COVID. So like, yeah, it's really bad timing on my part to tell her about this now. And like, yeah, I feel really bad about it. But like the main reason that I told her about it now is because like I thought that it'd be a good idea for me to get COVID now. So I have like a bit of an immunity when I go to America. Like, that is a whole thing. Like, I don't even know if I want to do that anymore just because, like, you know, there's different strains and also, like, you don't know about the lasting effects of COVID and immunity is not, like, guaranteed, right? So, I don't even know if it's, like, a good idea. So, whatever. And we didn't even get to that in the conversation when I told my mom. So, that almost doesn't even matter anymore. Like, I still will have to do a little bit of research to see if, like, I, I, I can even get immunity from getting COVID now. But, I don't know. That's a whole thing. 
that's a whole other thing that whatever it's not that important i just need to uh, like figure that out myself i guess see like it's all these little things that just build up and i get very stressed and overwhelmed but anyways like after we had that conversation and after like we went our separate ways i like came back downstairs to eat dinner and just like grab some food right and then my mom came downstairs because there was no like she didn't cook anything tonight and then she was like yeah there's just like frozen dumplings in the fridge and then i was like oh okay like uh i think i'll just eat some eggs and bread like it'll be it's fine and she's like yeah okay and then i was like yeah so like when should we go get our pcr test tomorrow because obviously my dad is covid so we need to get tested too and then she was like yeah um like when like when do you want to go and i was like oh like what about 11 in the morning tomorrow and she was like yeah okay it works for me and then she was like can i still go grocery shopping tomorrow because you know she's a close contact and i was like like yeah i should be fine just maybe maybe take a rat test tomorrow morning and see how you feel then because as of tonight they lifted the regulations that close contacts have to isolate so like legally she's allowed to go and get groceries right but i was like yeah just like see how you feel we'll take a rat test and then go buy groceries if you if everything's all good and then she's like okay great and yeah like i know like recounting this conversation you're like what what's the point that sounds like a very like basic conversation but like to me that was like the best conversation that we've had in like months like maybe this whole year like we just don't really talk very often right like even that like i i i basically said to her exactly what i recounted to you guys but like for us that was a very very long conversation and i know like like i didn't say anything too personal we didn't get too deep it was literally about like the most basic necessary shit but i find that like like i don't know i was a lot more open and just like saying more stuff and like she was a lot more open and saying more stuff and i think it's because like at least for me on my end I've kind of, like, already opened up to my mom about, like, you know, the whole New York thing, which is, like, one of the worst things that I could say to her. One of the most, like, scary things that I could say to her because I just don't know how she would react. And she reacted kind of better than expected, right? So I was, like, yeah. Okay, I say better than expected. Like, it it definitely didn't go well like i feel really bad that she was crying and she was obviously very visibly upset but she still kind of listened to reason like we were still able to have like a a, like a conversation about it rather than her just like blowing up and you know me feeling that like helplessness that i you know i'm really used to feeling so yeah like even though the conversation didn't solve anything like she's still upset that i'm going to new york and i still want to go by myself like it didn't solve anything but just like having the conversation like made me able to be more 
open in like other aspects of life and you know that little conversation about the PCR test was kind of like proof of that that like you know being open and stuff is good and I should just like step out of my comfort zone kind of and try to I guess unlearn some of the things that I've picked up from when I was a kid because you know obviously people change I've changed my parents have obviously changed too like they have more experience with parenting now that I'm they've done it for like 21 years so yeah there is that and uh, I I think that's all I have to say about like the telling my mom about New York a bit I think so I'm like just checking the time of like how much I've recorded right now because the last time it was an hour and right now it's at 36 minutes so yeah I think that's all I have to say about that, but in a, like, kind of on the same train of thought, like, the whole New York thing, like, uh, here's the thing, like, okay, before I even get into that, like, me going to New York was such an impulse decision, like, I really, like, when people ask me, like, oh, why do you want to go to New York? Like, what made you want to go so suddenly? Like, I, I, re- I really have no answer. I really don't know. It's not like I've, you know, always had an affinity to New York or whatever. I don't think I ever did. Like, I thought it was cool, but I was never like, oh, I have to go to New York. The way I am with, like, Switzerland, for example. I just don't know. Like, one day out of the blue, I was like, I want to go to New York what's stopping me nothing let me book let me book tickets and a lot of like my big life decisions that i've made it's always like that like it's almost i'm like an npc character like living at the wills and wishes of some omnipotent being or whatever and like it's just funny because, like, those are the ones that impact the, my life the most. The ones that I don't think about. So, yeah. And I know, like, these past couple of episodes, I guess, I always talk about New York. And, I don't know. Like, it's like, it's like why? Like, it's not a big deal. You're just going to New York for two weeks. Like, who cares, right? But it really has set off like a chain of events in my life almost that is quite like transformative, I guess. Basically, the second part of this New York trip is about jobs. So I don't know if I mentioned this before in like the first part of the episode or something, but I got a, I didn't get it, but I applied for a job at UTS to be like, a campus assistance officer it's basically like an admin job at uts and the pay is really 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 good and that's why i really want the job and i just received an email from them the other day saying that i got an interview because like before the interview i had to go in and do like this computer test for like two hours 
that was such a trek and it was kind of really hard and I didn't know if I would even pass from that because it was actually really hard like it was like using excel and I have no idea how to use excel and it was like like basically just doing the job but like a simulated version and the thing is like I I was so lost in the beginning of that test right I was like what is going on I literally know nothing I don't know how to use excel at all like I did watch some videos and I like prepped but like I didn't know how to do the things that they were asking me to do and I just got kind of like worried and I was almost like like maybe I should just walk out because they were like yeah like if at any point in the test you feel like this is not for you you can just walk out so I was like maybe I should just walk out because I literally don't understand anything but I was like no like I stayed and I tried my best and I did it and at the end of the test I ended up like figuring everything out like by myself like with a stroke of like pure luck I figured out how to do it and yeah like it kind of feels like the universe was like watching out for me because right before I went in to do that test I was like worried about it but I looked at the time on my phone and it was 1.11 in Sydney time and then 11.11 in New York time and it was like the 11th of April or something so it's literally like one 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 one, and like one 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 is like angel numbers, and it means that you're on the right track and everything's going well, right? So yeah, it does kind of feel like the universe was helping me on that one, but basically yeah. So I got an interview for that job, and it's like sometimes ne- sometime next week or whatever. But the thing is, they specifically said in that job that they need me to start June sixth. Except my trip is June 10th to the 26th, so I'll be gone for like, you know, two weeks right after I start. And before, I was always like, okay, well, like, I'm going to tell them that I have COVID and I can't come in for two weeks or something like that, right? Like, I'm just going to lie to them, be like, oh, COVID, or like, oh, family emergency. Oh, sorry, I burped okay the I think that's out of my system but yeah I was just gonna lie about it right and not gonna lie it was like stressing me out thinking about how I'm going to lie to them because like I was talking to Cindy and then she was like if you say that you have COVID they can like check your records and like you know they have ways of like checking IP addresses whatever whatever right basically it's just like they have ways to verify my lie so I would need to go to like lengths and lengths to make like a believable enough lie for me to really like coast clear right and even if I were to lie and it seems like it was working I feel like I would be stressed the whole trip about the lie and like what would happen if I came back so yeah when Finn when sorry when Cindy was like don't like don't lie just tell them the truth at first I was like that is so naive and so stupid like why would I do that they're obviously not going to give me the job right but obviously like I've come to the conclusion that I'm going to tell them the truth and I realized that like whatever happens happens almost if they give me the job then like great best case scenario like I get the job and I don't need to worry about it on my trip 
worst case scenario, I tell them truth and I don't get the job. But Cindy was like, every missed opportunity is a chance for something better to happen. And yeah, like I agree. But even though like, you know, I'm all about like, you know, manifestation, the universe, like giving you opportunities and that stuff. And like, even just then when I told you that story about like the 111, 111 and the test, right? Like I've had many, many other circumstances as well where I feel like the universe has like, like guided me almost or like protected me. Like I know that can happen, but I, I, I still have trouble believing in it. Right? Like this, the future is so uncertain you just never know what's going to happen and you know like it's just hard fully believing in that all the time right so yeah that that is tough but like i like cindy was also like for them it's like a hr nightmare to try and get someone to cover for me like one day before I'm gone, right? So, like, for their sake as well, like, you know, I should not lie. And, like, yeah, like, I agree. Just, if I don't get the job, it's not the end of the world. I'll just apply for another job. And overall, I feel like it'll be better for me to just, like, not lie about it. Don't stress about what I'm going to, like, how I'm going to lie and, like, make my trip more stress-free as well. Because, like, even if I do lie, like, when I lie about stuff, I really, like, want the lie to stick. I want it to be believable. And I want to make sure that I don't get found out. So then, in order to do that, I literally, like, I, I try to think about every possible scenario, every possible response that they could have. And then I try to, like, pre-combat that. And it takes like a lot, a lot of brain power. And it's just like stressful and hard for me to do. And like, I just don't want to do that anymore, to be completely honest. Like, it's it's hard and I don't want to do it. Like, that's kind of it. So yeah, I'm not going to lie to them about that. I'm just going to, well, I guess just trust in the universe. And even if I don't get that job, at the end of the day, like, it's just a job, right? Like, even if the pay is really good, whatever. Like, there'll be more opportunities out there. So, yeah, there is that. And on the on the topic of jobs as well, another thing that's kind of been adding to my stress is, like, I also got an interview at ESOP. Like, the... For those of you who don't know, like that skincare, hair care, soap brand. And they're like very, very bougie and classy and minimalistic, right? And they expect all of their employees to have that same style. And that is obviously not me right now with all my face piercings and my dyed white hair with blue streaks. So, you know, for that interview, I need to get rid of my piercings, which is easy because I just take them out. But I also need to like do something with my hair. And I can't just dye my hair back to black. Because like the whole reason that I have this hair is because I'm a hair model for this salon. 
and there's like a like the whole hair modeling thing is for a competition at the end of I mean on June 27th so the day after my trip and that's like another reason why I don't want to get COVID as well because if I do get COVID and I can't come back like 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 I don't want to like screw my hairdresser over like that because I know that she really wants to win and she's like trying very hard with like you know coloring my hair and like doing behind the scenes stuff and I don't want to like let her down right so that's why I really I like like I can't get COVID in America like I just I I'm like extra stressed about getting COVID in America because of that because like at the end of the day even if I do get COVID in America like if it's just me by myself without this whole hair thing like I'll survive like I'm not gonna die right at the end of the day like if I do get I, if I do have nowhere to live like I'll find something like like whether that be like a 24 hour mac is like worst case scenario right if I'm homeless 24 hour mac is I don't know like something like I can figure something out I'm not gonna die like it'll just be hard but like I'll get I'll get I'll get through it right but with the hair thing it's like I'll feel really really bad if I like screw someone else over in the process and I was talking to Luciana about this and she was like well <laughs> she was like at first she was like that is so stupid that should be the least of your worries and I was like like yeah I guess but I don't know I'm just worried about that and then she was like well the hairdresser like you've talked to her and she, she knows that you're going on that trip right and then I was like yeah like I told her that I'm going on that trip and I told her that I come back on the 26th so she knows it all and stuff and then Luciana was like well even if you do get COVID like you, it's not your fault right like she, no one can do anything about that it's just an unfortunate scenario and she like the hairdresser would have known that going forward you know with this whole hair model thing and I was like yeah yeah I know so that kind of like eased my stress a little bit but yeah basically I can't dye my hair black so I was like okay I need a black wig so I bought a black wig but it comes Tuesday next week but basically on over the phone they were like they'll send me an email for an interview like early next week but I don't know if they mean like Monday or Tuesday so it might be before my week comes comes in <sighs> like okay even if like even if I don't get that job at ESOP like Loki that wig is gonna be super useful because even if I get that job at UTS like <laughs> I'll need that wig too I feel like not a lot of people are gonna hire someone with like such crazy hair color so yeah anyways so I sent out like an Instagram story being like oh my god please help does anyone have a black wig i can borrow and the taj very kindly was like yeah i have a black wig you can borrow like i'll um bring it to work on saturday which is tomorrow and just come into work and then i'll give it to you and i was like oh my god thank you so much literally a godsend so i arranged to meet with taj tomorrow in the city to get the wig 
but obviously like now I can't go because like I'm a close contact so I don't want to like risk anything and also I'm getting a PCR test tomorrow so I can't go right so I just I told Tajmita that I'm not going and like I, I just don't have a wig so now I'm like what do I do for the ESOP thing like do I like do I lie and tell them that I have COVID and just ask them to reschedule but then it's like you know with the whole thing about me trying not to lie it's like it's like it's like it's it like all these things right it's just very small by, by themselves but I feel like everything's coming up all at once and I I like they're very small and they're not like life changing or dramatic or anything but I still need to like think about it and I need to like make a lot of decisions and like it's just it's just it's just very overwhelming for me right now and like my mental state is just kind of fried I'm just stressed and anxious all the time and like yeah some part of me is like you're just being like a whiny little bitch like nothing about any of what you're going through is particularly bad like it's almost like first world problems and i'm like yeah like i agree like that is true but at the same time it is a very tumultuous time in my life and you know i'm going through a lot of change and it's stressful and i remember i was calling ashley the other day and then she she told me about this quote that she heard and it was about how change is inevitably going to bring about like negative emotions and like change is just like inherently hard so you're going to feel a lot of stuff and it's just it, like it just is the way it is right and that kind of like eased my stress a little bit because like it made me realize that me feeling all of these emotions is normal and it kind of like gave me assurance that it would pass so like i am a bit like i'm like i'm a bit less stressed that i'm stressed now if that makes sense like i'm still stressed but i'm not stressed about the fact that i'm stressed <laughs> right so yeah um yeah i i can't remember if i had anything else to say i'm trying to like remember everything that i said in the first the first time i recorded this but like like obviously i'm forgetting some stuff and i'm adding on some stuff too so you know it is what it is i hope that this part of this episode even like makes sense but yeah even if it doesn't make sense and even if you guys like don't enjoy this podcast because it's so like messy and i'm like literally talking about the same things like over and over and it's very similar to the last episode i feel like even so it's like really good for me just to like talk about this stuff and have it on record for like you know me in the future like i said in the beginning of this episode just to like keep a record of like what i'm feeling during this very like you know transformative time because i often wish that i had more of a record of like my thoughts from the past like when i was living in melbourne by myself in quarantine 
it was like a very like monumental time for me if that makes sense like a monumental might be a bit of an exaggeration but I was like living completely by myself for the first time I didn't see anyone for two months because it was locked down and it was like still in kind of like a new city at the time and like yeah like my life was completely upside down at that point and I was going through a lot of stuff I felt a lot of emotions and I like don't really remember exactly what I thought and I really wish that I did like keep a record or something so I know what I was feeling back then I just like I just remember the general vibes but I don't remember exactly like what led you know to those feelings and stuff so yeah that's why I'm like literally trying so hard to like re-record this even though I'm like low-key boring myself like I'm and I feel like I'm talking really fast as well but that's just because I've already said all this stuff before so I'm just like getting it out of my body you know like just saying stuff as I remember it because as I remember certain things that I talked about before I'm like trying to also say it now so that you know I don't miss anything so yeah let me see what else I wrote down um yeah so basically okay like along the lines of like me you know being more honest and authentic i emailed the church on my street today and yeah like yeah it sounds really stupid and dumb it's like what the fuck are you talking about but like i have been wanting basically like there's a church on my street and this church has like two uh like towers on it they're like not clock towers but they're like very tall towers like four to five stories high maybe and it's just like it's been such a landmark for me like i see it when i'm driving down the highway on the way to my house it's just like it's so quintessential beverly hills to me and i've always really wanted to go up there and i've wanted to go up there for years like i've literally had dreams about it and stuff and the dream was like like it happened like three years ago but i still remember it because it's so memorable but it was basically like a mario type situation where i was like working up the levels of this tower and i was like running through obstacle courses getting power-ups um avoiding enemies that kind of stuff and in the dream there was obviously like a lot more levels not just four or five it was like an endless tower of like levels i guess like in mario and uh, yeah it was just like a very fun dream but it really solidified my like desire to go up there right and before today I uh, I always kind of just had it in the back burner of my mind but I was like I like I always thought that the the way that I would go in was that I would break in so like I've literally thought about it in depth as well right it's not just like yeah I want to break in I 
I literally went in, I, I scoped out the situation and the, like, the entrance to the staircase is fenced off by, like, this, like, metal lattice fence. Like, you know, the ones, it kind of looks like chicken wire, but it's not. It's just, like, it's, like, diamonds and it's made out of metal wire. And then it's, the gate is, like, uh, like, locked with a chain, like, wrapped around it. And then, like, locked with a, like, a key chain. I mean, not key chain, like, a key lock, right? Like, a insert the key lock. And so, based on that, I've thought about many scenarios on how I could break in. And the first one was to pick the lock, right? So I've watched a bunch of videos about picking locks and I like I was always going to buy this lock picking kit and this lock picking like uh, practice lock where it's like basically clear so you can see all the notches and the keys turning and I you know that was like an option that I explored um and then another option was that i researched like the brand of the lock and the brand i think it's like called master lock or master key or something um it's like a very common brand it's like the most typical one out there i can't really remember what it's called but basically the thing with those locks especially the key ones is that there's only nine set like lock patterns so they only it's like obviously mass manufactured these locks so they only have nine different ones so like only nine separate keys right like nine different keys to like unlock them all right so realistically like statistically i could buy a lot of locks and get all the keys and try them one by one and then eventually one of them will fit right so that was another way, but obviously that's going to be very expensive to, to like buy like however many logs to get the right key. So, you know, there was that. And then I also thought about like cutting the chains, like getting a bolt cutter and cutting the chains and going in that way. But I just find that that is going to be like obviously a lot more destructive than just quietly picking the lock and going in. And I feel like it was just like, be like a little bit more severe of a crime even though i know both are like technically just like breaking and entering right but like if i like destroy their property i just feel like that's like worse right like more of a risk in a sense so you know there's that and then i also thought about like what i would wear to like like make it harder for them to identify me like you know wear a hoodie and like a beanie and stuff like that and then I also thought about like what time I would go because I think I forgot which exact date I think it's like Wednesday or something but like Wednesday night they open the main doors to the church but there's no one in there like at night time so anyone could go in theoretically so, like, that was probably, like, you know, the best time for me to break and enter if I were to do it. So, like, I've, like, I thought a lot about this, right? But I've never actually taken any, like, concrete steps to actually go to the church. Like, I, 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 I try to learn how to pick a lock, but I've never practiced picking a lock. And I've never bought that kit or that practice 
transparent lock, you know, and I never went out to buy those 10 billion uh, keys for the lock or like, you know, I like, I just never taken any actual steps and it was almost like thinking about doing it made me feel better and like kind of calmed my urge to do it almost but like I at the end of the day like I still really want to go to the clock towers right like like even if I don't break in like I just really want to go right so then today finally I sent them an email and I told them like the complete truth I just told them very simply that I've lived in the area for a long time and the church has always been a landmark for me and I just really want to go and I'm just interested in like just the architecture of the building right I just told them very plainly and simply like exactly why I wanted to go and yeah well like there's a very big chance they're gonna say no but at the end of the day at least I tried and at least even if they say no this was like the first concrete step that I took towards actually trying to visit those towers so even if it even if they say no it's still like better than nothing and like even though before like obviously I thought a lot about breaking in right I, th- I I obviously thought about just straight out asking them too but I was like if I straight out ask them and they say no it's gonna be and, and then I end up breaking in like you know a, a, a certain amount of time later they're gonna immediately know it's me they're gonna be like wow this girl emailed us about wanting to go to the clock tower I mean the 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 church towers and then now someone broke in hmm, I wonder what a, who it could be what a mystery right like it's like incriminating if I ask them but now that I'm like you know on this journey almost to be more authentic with myself I I'm just gonna email them and if they say no they say no and I'm not going to break in because it's just going to be like, it's going to be a really big trek for them as well. Because they're going to be like, wow, someone broke into our church. Like, it's going to be a big hassle on their part. And I don't know if I want to like, you know, risk getting caught and stuff. So, yeah, just. And it's just like, once again, just even just thinking about breaking in is a little bit stressful for me because I've got to think about like all the possible scenarios and that kind of stuff like like what I said before about the lying basically so yeah let's just see what they say all I can do is just wait and hope that they say yes and hope that they will let me go and just have a little look but I don't know if not then yeah like at least I tried and I'm sure sometime in the future I'll get to visit some towers in a church (laughs) like you know at least once in my life I reckon that'll happen let me let me check how long I've been recording to see if I've forgotten anything oh my god it's been like one hour
there's one more point that I want to make as well, but like, okay, I feel like, I I feel like I'm pretty confident that I've covered everything that I said before. But the thing that I wanted to end this podcast on was something that Cindy said to me, and she said, "The easiest things in life aren't the most fulfilling." And for context, it was because I was like. Like about the whole telling my mom about going to New York thing, I was like, "Wow! If if I had no one to care for me, if I was just me by myself all the time, it would be so easy, right? I would just go. I wouldn't have to worry about anything. Like everything would be so much easier." And like, yeah, that makes me sound like super ungrateful and like, you know, taking people who care about me for granted. And like that's not my intention at all. Like I'm very thankful, but I, that I have a lot of people in my life who like care about me and who I'm close to and stuff. So that's not what I'm saying at all. But you know, just like in the moment, right? In in the moment, I just like to fantasize about how easy it would be if it was just me by myself, living like my life. Exactly how I want, not giving a fuck about anyone else, right? Like that'd be so fun, so easy, so carefree. But yeah, that's when Cindy was like, "The easiest things in life aren't the most fulfilling," and I don't know. That's just so true. Like, like what I said before in the first part of this episode about me finding the path of least resistance when I was in uni. Just trying to like get through the assignments and stuff. I was not fulfilled at all. I didn't find what I was doing to be very important because I was just like half-assing it, trying to like get everything done just for the sake of getting it done. And then that's why I was so like unhappy with the work that I was producing and unhappy in like you know just being in uni, right? I just was not fulfilled. So yeah, like. It's so true, and it kind of makes me feel a little bit better about how like stressed and stuff I've been lately, because as tough as times are now, I know that I'm gonna come out of this a more like self-assured person. I'm gonna be more like clear about. My character and my values and my morals, and how I want to go about tackling other problems in my life, and I'm just gonna gain a lot of clarity as a person. I I'm sure of it. So yeah, as hard as I don't want to say like as hard as my life is right now, because it's not like my life is like super duper hard or anything. Like I always. Tend to exaggerate, and I'm like, literally today I was like, oh my life is falling into shambles. That's not true. It's not like it's. I'm just very very stressed and overwhelmed. But you know, there's still a lot of stuff to be grateful for, and there's a lot of stuff that's going well for me. So definitely, I should try to focus more on the positives and be more actively grateful for the things that I have. But yeah, it's but yeah, like it's still a fact that 
I'm going through a lot of things mentally and emotionally. So, yes. But as, you know, tough as that is, I am most definitely going to reap the rewards later on. So, yeah, I think I think it'll be worth it. You know, it's a very... It's, it's quite like a... What's that word? Like a milestone in my life, but not really. Like a... Like a turning point, yeah. I feel like right now is kind of like a turning point in my life. So, yeah. I guess... I think that's all I want to talk about in this episode. If I have anything else, I'll just talk about it in the next episode. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. And I hope you guys like these sort of just stream of consciousness episodes. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Bye.